As always, it is such a joy and privilege to be here with you. The beauty of this service and the music uplifts my soul and spirits. And I know that for many of us at Temple Shir Tikva, we consider this, the United Parish, to be our church. And so it's wonderful to be home again with you. It's funny to think that this time two weeks ago, Cantor Hollis and I were with a group of Temple Shir Tikva members in Jerusalem. We spent that weekend exploring the old city and reminding ourselves of the shared connection that our faiths have with that place. There is so much that unites and binds us together. And I am thrilled that we don't just share a historical connection, but have a friendship and community that is flourishing today. With the theme of holy friendship for today's service, we know the value of having friends, and as the passage that Rabbi Geordie read from Ecclesiastes reminds us, there is strength and support that we find in another person. And standing here today, I am so grateful for the friendship from this church, from the friendship from you as an institution, but more importantly from you as individuals. Over this past year, when there were challenges in the Jewish community, we knew that we were never one, we were never alone, because we had our friends here, surrounding us, supporting us, there to care for us. And thinking personally about friendship, I don't want to boast, but I have 1,831 friends. <laughs> Thank you. That might be the first hallelujah I've ever received. Um, I didn't need to sit down and make a list of names counting through the people who make the grade. Rather, Facebook tells me that I have this number of friends. But we know that just because you have a friend on Facebook, it doesn't necessarily say anything about the closeness one might feel or the quality of that relationship. As an active user of Mark Zuckerberg's site, I receive friend requests every few days. It is strange to think about people clicking on a link to request to be my friend. In Pirkei Avot, the ethics of our ancestors, a compendium of Jewish wisdom written almost 2,000 years ago, we read that Rabbi Yehoshua ben Parachia, who was a contemporary from the time period of Jesus, used to say, This can most readily be translated as, make for yourself a rabbi or teacher and acquire for yourself a friend. I've been thinking a lot about this instruction and the distinction that is made between how you go about obtaining a teacher and a friend. By instructing us to make for ourselves a teacher, I think there is a message that we need to be proactive in bestowing that title and responsibility on another person. We don't simply find teachers, but we give them that authority and status. The responsibility is on us. In contrast, when it comes to a friend, we are told to acquire one. It is possible to even translate the word kane in relation to purchasing a friend. While we might talk about making friends in English, this passage teaches that a person is worthy of the title friend, not because of what we do, but because of whom they are. Of course, a friendship is a two-way reciprocal relationship, but at its core, a person is a friend because of who they are and the connection that grows from that. 
I also think it is worth noting that for Rabbi Yehoshua ben Parachia, having a friend is on the same level as having a rabbi. The instruction is unequivocal. Just as much as we need teachers in our lives, we need friends in our lives. We cannot function, let alone flourish, without them. And for us this morning, as we come here to United Parish, we come to our church that is filled with friendship. I feel so blessed that in this community, we at Temple Shirtikva have found rabbis and friends to teach us, to be with us, and to support us. You are all our teachers and our friends. This relationship exists because of who you are and the connection we are blessed to have with each of you. And while 1,831 friends might sound like an impressive number, we all know that one true friendship, just like the one that we have here, is infinitely more valuable and significantly more impressive. Thank you for your friendship. Our community is so much richer for the relationship that we share together. Amen. So a few moments ago, our choir sang a gorgeous piece, The Road Home. And I am so grateful to God for planting my feet on a road that led me to this home and to this friendship with Susan. I am so grateful to be welcomed again so warmly into this home. And Susan and my friendship has led us down very unplanned paths that unexpectedly brought our two communities together creating the sense of being at home in our own skin, not only when in one another's company, but also when we are in one another's sacred space. And in this fractured world, it is this kind of friendship that enables us to see each other, to recognize our shared goals and values, to bring out the best in each other, and thereby to transform the world around us as much as we ourselves are transformed by our friendship. So Susan will share more about the history of our friendship, but I wanted to offer gratitude for the dimension of it that has led to United Parish feeling like my own sacred home. As Rabbi Danny said, I feel this is my church, and sharing in prayer here with all of you, with Reverend Kent, with Susan, with this choir, has always felt like deep, authentic, and powerful prayer for me and I know for our TST folk as well, who often join me here on Christmas to pray and even to sing in the choir. And that is because, like the tent of Abraham and Sarah, United Parish is a home that is open on all sides, genuinely warm and welcoming to all who step inside. At a Jewish wedding, a couple stands under a chuppah, a wedding canopy, which is also open on all sides like Sarah and Abraham's tent, as a symbol of the home that they hope to build together. The word for home in Hebrew is bayit. Bayit. A synagogue is called a bayit or bait knesset, a home for gathering, as well as being called a bait tefillah, a house of prayer. I am so grateful for this united parish bait tefillah of yours, of ours, of mine, and that all of our choir nicks have engaged in breaking bread, in acts of social justice here, 
as well as, of course, engaging in the work of sacred song together. So as we sang a few moments ago, there is no such beauty as where you belong. I thank you, Susan, for our friendship, which has enabled us to share this home together, as well as our Shir Tikva home, and for the home that United Parish continues to be for our community. Thank you. Thank you, Hollis. So, long before the United Parish and Temple Shir Tikva choirs began collaborating, Hollis and I met rather serendipitously at the Boston University School of Music, where occasionally I accompanied voice lessons and Hollis received them. Very quickly, we discovered that our lives were following parallel paths, both professionally and personally. And in that moment, standing outside of the School of Music, a friendship was born. A friendship that would change its costume to feed the needs of virtually any situation, and that would add a whole new dimension to my life. Over the years, we have shared many experiences, and we have been there for each other. We even managed to produce each of our children a perfectly aged and gendered and appropriately tempered playmate. We, we have two 14-year-old sons, and we each have, have one, and we each have one 10-year-old daughter. Very convenient. We have shared camping trips. We have shared birthdays and holidays and many an afternoon enjoying conversation, hoping our houses and children would remain intact as we did so. Now, as you, as, well, as, as the temple folk surely know, Hollis is a very gifted teacher and talker. You may not know as much, but she truly is one of the greatest teachers I know. And there has scarcely ever been a conversation that she and I have shared that didn't bring us back to Judaism, Jewish tradition, Jewish practice, Jewish belief, Jewish mothers, Jewish housekeeping, Jewish cooking, Jewish clothes, Jewish travel, all manner of Jewish things which then led to me bringing in my own comparisons of my religious life. I was continually looking at my life and looking, looking into my own life and beliefs through the Jewish lens that Hollis was continually honing for me. And if nothing else, I became so much more deeply committed to my vocation as a person that brings people closer to God through the music they make with their very own bodies. Or at least I try to, even if it requires a little brute force. But really, this relationship has given me so, so much more. I really can't say what life would have been like had we not met and become friends. I wonder. I do know that my life has been exceptionally, exponentially richer as a result of this friendship and of this journey that we share with all of you. Now, Kent wanted me to continue on just a little bit about what my life might have looked like had we not formed this very, very special friendship. And I will say that when we met about 17 or 18 years ago, I was just beginning here at the United Parish, and I was a student, and I was planning on finishing my doctorate, and I was pretty close. And I was at the School of Music because that's where I was getting my degree. I was also teaching at Leslie College, and I, was, I had filled in for a semester with, at Commonwealth School, and I was well on my way to becoming an academic choral conductor. That's what I had planned to do. And along came this church that I found to be extraordinarily up my alley, um, for lack of a better word. It was a, a, a different experience for all the churches that I've been in all of my life, which I have been in a lot, um, starting at the age of zero, like many of you. And I've worked for many of them, um, starting at the age of about 13. Um, 
I, this is a special one. This is a very, very special one, one where people are able to exchange information reasonably, um, to have differences of opinion, to, um, to believe in slightly different things or very different things and still come together and worship and pray respectfully, lovingly, kindly, openly. It's a beautiful congregation. Even still, I am not quite sure that had I not met Hollis along this little journey right there at the beginning, that I would have been thinking so deeply about my own faith and about my own spirituality and why it's important. Um, so I think I, I think we owe her a debt of gratitude. I hope you feel that way too. <laughs> um, So this is the time when we we, um, we traditionally pass the plates, uh, meaning um, if you're here, here as a guest from Chir Tikva, um, we are taking the offering. That's how we do things here. And uh, if you are a guest today, um, please feel free to let that plate pass you by. And if you are here uh, after many times, I encourage you to give generously because that is how we do these things. We have people that do things. 